Hey there, guys. Uh, Alright, so just wanted to let you know, uh, the first part of Wives of March unfortunately did get cut short. Uh, you'll hear in the recording at the end of it, uh, we had some pretty significant call problems, and when we went to go remake the Skype call, apparently CallGraph messed up and didn't record the rest of the session. So unfortunately, this one does cut off about halfway through. Uh, however, we do a, do a recap um, on the second episode of Wives of March, uh, and you, sh you don't really miss much. You should have plenty of context when that starts back up. Uh, so I hope you enjoy. <laughs> um, lawyer I also folks. don't remember who I'm working for at this point. Um, whoever had whoever had the money could pay. Uh, you can be working for uh, Atticus Wombles if you want, uh, or there's the church, or there's Rathbone, Rathbone Wilkes, or there is um, the sheriff's uh, county police. See. Um, Actually, which seems the least. I guess I might. Maybe the sheriff. Maybe the sheriff's secret police. Well, no, for for my duke, uh, yell god. Because I don't know. I guess fairly upright, and I don't know if. Well, I guess back then law firms were the. <laughs> no, they were still. Cheap. This one, yes, there there are. It is a very upstanding part of the community. Like, it is absolutely like working for Atticus Wombles would be a bit more of a scandal than working okay. for Rathbone, Rathbone Wilkes, especially as you are a pillar of the community, I'm sure. I'm a scandal than wearing a skirt above your knees. <sighs> mm. oh, what about yeah. a skirt below your knees? Isn't that a typical thing for women to be in? Sorry, I'm not as witty this morning. <laughs> Travis, we'll you sound so light. pitiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lying in bed covered in a blanket listening to people play a game would be sounding a little pitiful. <laughs> <laughs> I spent all morning cleaning my boyfriend's office. It's still not clean, is it? Uh, ah. it's clean enough. A good 1920s woman. How... Shut up. I was actually talking, remember that... You guys remember when I exploded that pop can in Nate's room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember when you referred to soda as pop? Every day. Yeah, that was five seconds. You try living out here, it sucks. <laughs> like, hey, you got a Coke? What kind of Coke do you want? Oh, I'll have a mm, lemon lime Coke. I think you're doing the wrong accent for that vernacular. I don't know where he is or what who actually calls it's it Coke. So there's a part of the it's the it's, the it's the it's like the southeast. But the southeast where I'm from calls it Coke because Coke is the major distributor. Yeah, it's from up here, everybody calls it soda. Like hey, you soda, soda. Soda's more proper than Coke. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it, fuck you, it's wrong. Frank, yeah, no, Coke is a, uh, yeah, I think, there's, there's actually, there's, you, uh, shit, there's a map of this. And a cup. Let's, let's not deal with it right now. Yeah, let's, sorry. Let's try and get this rolling. I'm recording um, already. Right. Yes, I, I am, yes. Same. Uh, so, Matt, do you want to be working for the, um, illegitimate son, or would you like to work for the sheriff's department, or... Um, let's see. Uh, I should probably close my other what character you, sheets here. What are you good at? I'm good at tailing folk, and I'm good at beating folk up. Uh, it would be highly likely that Atticus Wombles would hire you. Okay, yeah, I'll work for, I'll work for Mr. Wombles then. Wombles bounce! Also, I, uh, oh, did, Travis, did you also link the, oh, I linked a more, a more detailed map. Yeah, I noticed. Nice. I like that tiny little island of soda in the middle of the pop and the coke. <laughs> the island of soda. What is other? Um, uh, it's, that's weird. If they refer to, if they don't use either of those terms. His juice. Yeah, I'm not sure. On that it? note, hello, internet. Hi.
Piss juice. <laughs> Piss juice. Uh, we're playing uh, Trail of Cthulhu, actually. We're trying out Trail of Cthulhu. Um, and we are playing The Wives of March, a Hebanon game scenario um, set in the 30s. Uh, we have three players, uh, Matt, Josh, and Manda. Uh, if you, guys, sup, 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 sup. you guys want to go ahead and introduce your characters? Ready to go. Matt, you said your name first. <laughs> okay, I'm eating toast. Give me a second. <laughs> yeah! That's professional podcast. We're professional men. No, that's his character's name. Jeez. Be culturally sensitive. <laughs> Ken professional men. No. Um, I'm playing, I'm playing Kenneth Legs Shelby. Um, he was a, he was a former gangster back during the Roaring Twenties. And then when the money dried up and then the booze dried up, um, his form of, uh, his, his form of profession, uh, was no longer needed. So he moved into, uh, more legitimate business and now sort of, now sort of gets by as a private investigator. Uh, he still has the help of, he still has the help of some of his friends from the, uh, from the old gang. Um, those who did not fall destitute. And he he lives for the old days. All right, Joshua. All right, I am playing Demetrius Briggs. He's a uh, owner. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Uh, let's see. He is the owner of a rare books shop, uh, as well as a few nicks and backs, uh, various yeah curios and things like that. Um, and he's pretty active in the community, trying to be a decent person because he knows that he's well off in a in a very hard time. Um, and he has, and he's, he's known for not necessarily sticking his nose into things, but helping people figure things out. Uh, and is a pretty well-known skeptic as well as investigator of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and last but not least, Manda. Yay! I'm playing Patricia Callery, a young journalist from North Carolina who's excitable and just believes in the goodness of everybody. <laughs> Manda, I feel like you've played this character before. <laughs> no. Shut up. That's it. I really, there's not much. There's no, much. shut up. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Good talk. Alrighty. Um, <laughs> um, Alright, it is July 1933 in the town of Barefoot Crossing, Georgia. Uh, the Depression hits the South hard. The drought of 31 reduces cotton yields by half, and financial desperation leads to an excessive planting of the lucrative cash crop in the following years. The market flooded. Sharecroppers find themselves receiving mere fractions of the former price per pound. Forced to last the winter with far less food and stuck with fields drained by continual use, entire communities get caught in a death spiral poverty. People flee to the city's slums only to find 50% unemployment rate. Children starve. Disease run rampant. runs rampant. Landowners, landowners go bust and sell out to those unscrupulous enough to survive. The new paymasters demand only one thing of their beleaguered tenants. More cotton. Uh, and this is plagued Barefoot Crossing as well as uh, an actual plague of boll weevils uh, that reduced the state's yearly production by over 30 million pounds in the 10 years since their arrival. Um, and as a result, there isn't much of Barefoot Crossing left. A dry goods shop, a post office, some ancient boarded up plantations, everything else is made up of dirt roads and small failing farms. The only hope comes in the form of the Unifying Word Revival, a Methodist ministry. Holding services every Sunday under a massive tent, the minister Dashiell March claimed to have chosen Barefoot Crossing by Providence. Supposedly, the devastating forest fire that wiped clean the property the church now rests on spoke to March with the voice of God, like the flaming bush spoke to Moses. Unfortunately, last month, March was found shot in his study uh, with a stomach full of buckshot. 
and the whole community launched into an uproar. Who would want to kill such a noble man? What will happen in the unifying word? And will the fate of the congregation mirror that of the champion? Um, so, we begin. Each of you have been hired by a specific uh, interest looking into the uh, death of Dashiell March. Uh, so, everybody go and roll me a d6. Oh, crap, my dice are in the car. I need to pull the die roller. Damn it, Josh. That's, uh, one second. Get it together, Chichester. Three! Okay. All right. Kenneth Shelby, you are um, meeting with Atticus Wombles. Uh, you've been hired by him um, and been told to meet him at the Hotel La Fruit de la Rose. Um, and as you walk in, uh, the Fruit de la Rose is not of the legendary quality of the Hotel de Soto in downtown Savannah, but uh, the Fruit de la Rose uh, is a pleasant alternative. It sports a popular restaurant next to its lobby and fine service despite its location in a less reputable part of town. Um, Wombles is um, on the... Holy crap. Okay. Wombles is on the third floor, um, and you know his uh, room number, and uh, he asked you to meet him there. All right. Um, yeah, I'll uh, if I know his I know his room number in his room, so I'll just kind of walk on in. Okay. Um, sitting at a small desk is a man in his forties. Uh, he looks not. It looks like he's not hard up for money. Um, he's wearing nice clothing and uh, it's tailored well. Uh, he looks up and um, he 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 looks like um, a pretty uh, corporate guy. He do, it doesn't look like he's worked a day in his life. That kind of thing. Uh, yeah, he's got that pristine, finely crisp suit. Those exactly. uncalloused, manicured hands. Not quite manicured hands, but yes, very <clears> close. <throat> um, and as he, as you enter the room, uh, he looks up and, oh, hello. I assume you are Mr. Shelby? At your service. Atticus Wombles, a pleasure to meet you. He stands <clears throat> up and goes over to shake your hand. Yeah, I give him a hard, bird, a firm, hearty handshake. Not a hard furdy. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the 30s, it doesn't. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, and so on on his desk um, is a, a fair few number of papers, um, and there's also a newspaper clipping of a man uh, that you know is Dashiell March. Uh, newspaper, a newspaper clipping photo, obviously. Um, let's see. What does he tell you? Um... This is the problem with scenarios. Uh, okay. You see, that's the problem with superheroes. No, with scenarios that yeah. aren't mine. Um, okay. So he, he uh, asks you to sit down. And there's a chair that is there, and um, he sits down at his desk and uh, says, "Well, I'll, I'll get straight down to business. Uh, I am, I am the owner of a, of a sh- lucrative shipping business up north. Um, however, what wealth and and what position I have accrued in my time has." In no way lessen the sting of what my father did in abandoning my mother. I am without a doubt, 100% certain, that this man points at, at Dashiell March's photograph. Dashiell March is actually Dashiell May, Man May, uh, who married my mother and then abandoned us in 1902. Uh, oh, excuse me, in 1912. Uh, he, We lived in... Oh, God. In Gibson, Indiana, a coal mining town. And my mother, Bertha Wombles, had been previously married. Uh, her first husband died in a tunnel collapse a few short months after their wedding. Uh, 
she was left alone and without any means of support. And then a man came along, a, a foreman of the same ma same mine, a man named Dashiell Man May. They married, and I was born. I am certain that this man is the same man. He is uh, an unbelievable bastard. Uh, I am absolutely planning to sue the March family for the entirety of Dashiell's inheritance, uh, arguing that I am his firstborn heir, uh, even though that the bastard has in no way acknowledged me in his will or in any way acknowledged my existence. Uh, I'm at this point trying to find a lawyer that I can hire. Um, but in the meantime, I need more evidence. I need somebody to look into the March family and look into their dealings and to do it discreetly. Your name came up when I asked around, and I've been assured that I can trust you. Well, I'm glad my name carries so highly in the community. Yeah, I'll take it. I wouldn't it. say highly, Mr. Shelby, but yes. Well, sure, you can trust me. Be plenty discreet. Okay. Um, let's see. So, uh, if, uh, if you don't mind, I, I, I will give you everything I know so that you can... Uh, begin your investigation with all of the information. Um, so he tells you this story. Um, the marriage between Dashiell Man May and Atticus, or uh, Bertha Wombles, was uh, pretty much loveless from as early as Atticus could remember. His father maintained a constant attitude of approachability and humor at work, but he immediately became cold and distant upon returning home. He rambled about nonsensical historical and quasi-academic subjects, then grew furious when, his, when Atticus and his mother failed to show interest. Um, there were two sisters that were born in subsequent years, uh, and they suffered from some sort of mental imbalance that kept them from laughing or crying. The pair rarely even spoke to anyone except for themselves, and they seemed to hate their father almost more than they hated their brother. Um, of course, all this weird behavior was stamped out in public. Dashiell insisted his family maintain the appearance of perfection at all times, or else, and the else is not elaborated on. Um, and then in 1912, when Atticus was 10, uh, he returned home from school to find his mother nearly beaten to death. Later, she would claim that two men came by that morning. They looked like professors and had a lot of questions about Bertha's husband. In the middle of the questioning, Mrs. Wombles claimed that both her daughters suddenly went running out the back door. The two men gave chase, ignoring the women's screams. No more than a half hour later, Dashiell May came home early from work with only one of his daughters in tow. He proceeded to beat Bertha to a pulp, screaming that she had ruined everything. He then packed a bag and left the girl. Uh, and as Atticus is trying to take care of his mother, he describes that he heard shots in the distance and later found out that apparently there was some altercation between strangers at the coal mine. The firefight spread into the tunnels, and dynamite got used in the wrong vein. Literally, the coal mine burned with nearly 50 men still inside. The town of Gibson still burns today, no more than a smoldering crater with a spiderweb maze of hell blazing beneath it. Atticus managed to help his mother escape the inferno, only to watch her sanity wither away until she committed suicide when he was 15. Dashiell May was never seen again. Uh, however, he did spend a lot of his money um, and a lot of his connections throughout his entire adult life... <laughs> Uh, to employ a national news clipping service to look for mentions of his disappeared father. And much to his surprise, they found a hit three years ago or three weeks ago, only for two out of the three names, Dashiell Man March instead of Dashiell Man May. Uh, but he swears that the portrait printed of March standing at the pulpit, which he has, is identical to his childhood memories, and Wombles is convinced he has finally found his quarry in death. Um, and he says, I don't need the money from the March estate. And I have no special hatred for the other members of this family. They don't mean anything to me. 
but I am determined to get revenge for what this man, March, May, whoever he is, for what he did to my mother all those years. I'm going to bankrupt the, the church, and I am completely certain that March founded it solely to hide his former crimes and for some other corrupt purpose, and I want you to find that out. Sure thing. Also, can you, like, send me that? You you said those notes so fast I had no way to write them down. Sure, yeah. That's your with. I was trying to do it, but in trying to, like, process all of it, I was missing the next thing you were saying. That's fair. Sorry. That's the basic story. Thank you. Uh... And that's actually the first part of it. Sorry. Okay. okay. Um. And then let's see what else does he have. Um. Okay. Um. So uh, he asks you if you have any questions. Uh, let me just check things again because I missed some stuff in there. Okay. So um. Also, I had misspelled Wombles. I mistakenly thought it was spelled with an O. Wombles. Wombles. Chumba Wombo. <laughs> we'll be singing when we're winning. Yes. Alright. Um, so I guess what other records does he does he have? Like I'm trying to think about how I would how I would investigate a, you know, somebody in an era in an era before like, you know, DNA. Yeah. Be, I mean I'm guessing it would be something like it, it there 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 um, would be it, it'd be looking up like uh mannerisms and stuff like that and yeah possibly um, fingerprints and dental records but i don't know if those would be so. uh difficult to yeah. attain yeah um excuse me um let's see uh wombles has um uh paperwork from the uh from the mine from the company that ran the mine saying that a dashel man may was employed there mm -hmm. um he also has uh, there's no photographs of Dashiell May. Um, that's pretty much it. He's got his birth certificate and uh, evidence of his mother marrying a Dashiell May. Mm -hmm. uh, but other than that, and that's not about, much. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess as far as the other things, uh, May was May was very good at uh, maintaining appearances, but in private he was a very very ill man. Uh, Absolutely, Atticus says, in yeah. in more ways than I'm sure I even realized when I was a boy. Um, uh, and on that note, uh, I'm I'm as I said, I'm certain that March is the man I'm looking for. Uh, have you heard the story of the wildfire he witnessed as he drove through Barefoot Crossing? He, I've read some of his sermons and doing my research on him. Uh, he's frequently cited the event, and he claimed that the fire was a signal to him that the people needed him. But I think it was in no way a coincidence that the former white church and its pastor, Thomas Atkins, suffered the most damage in the brush fire. I can't prove it, but I very much suspect that the man who was my father set the fire to carve a place for himself in the community, just like he destroyed Gibson to cover his escape from the law. Hmm. Uh, I've done some looking. This Atkins place, with a place that was on fire, uh, it's recovered and it's a functioning farm run by the March family. I want to go check it out, but I'm I'm pretty sure I'd be recognized, and I want to maintain a, as much of a cover as possible. Sure thing. I can head down there, ask a few questions. People are gonna be uh people are gonna be more receptive to talks about March right now, anyway, in light of the news. Uh, yeah. Uh, and out of character, you know that his death is a month old. He was killed. Oh, he was killed a month ago. Okay, my bad. Yeah, and Wombles has been in town for three weeks since he found out about the death. But yes, it will probably still be the talk of the church. Yeah, I th I was of the impression from the from the synopsis that this has not been solved. It has not. 
indeed. <clears throat> because um, the cops are white. Yes. Um, um, oh, another thing. Um, there was a man who came to talk to me uh, a few weeks ago. Um, a man named Caden Garad. And I'll paste that in the chat. Uh, he was a Brit. Um, he claimed that he was a Lloyds of London investigator. Um, and he met with me and discussed matters a few weeks ago, as I said. Um, and I got the impression that he was legitimately on my side. Uh, but apparently, uh, he was investigating, he's investigating the March clan and, and the March estate. Uh, he didn't give me a lot of specifics, but, uh, apparently March has, uh, foreign interests. Um, and he seemed interested in everything I had to say. And, uh, you, he and you are similar in that most people, uh, disbelieve what I'm saying, um. But shortly after he agreed to meet me again in a safer location, we met uh, on, at, a, at a cafe down, d- downtown. Uh, Garad has disappeared. Uh, he was staying at the Hotel de Soto for over a week, but I haven't been able to reach him, and I'm a little worried. Uh, I, I, I cannot, as I said, it just the same with the, this, this Atkins farm. I, I cannot go investigate him or go look into him. I, I, I will be recognized. Uh, but, you know, I have his room number, um, and might want to, I'm not sure that I can suggest something untoward, but you were recommended for a certain set of skills. Yes, well, if, uh, if I happen to come, if I, uh, just happen to find my way in there, take a look around. Indeed, a door might have been left unlocked, eh? Perhaps, yes. People, people happen to misplace their keys, it's, it's a common problem. Indeed. Well, he stands up and, and offers his hand for you to shake. Yeah, I shake it. Uh, thank you, Mr. Shelby. You are, I'm sure, going to be an invaluable addition to my uh, investigation. Let me know if you have any uh, questions or, or anything that I can help with, and absolutely let me know the moment you find something. Um, I, If it's a question of payment, I can pay well and thoroughly. Of course. Uh, you wanted to be discreet how you want to... Um, hmm. He, he kind of looks around. I, I'm not. I'm not certain. I, I would prefer to to meet in private. Uh, meet here. Um, if you could find a way to inform me that you are arriving, that would be excellent. Uh, but beyond that, I I'm certain that you have more experience in these matters than I do. Yeah. If um, I'll see if does this uh, does this room have a telephone? Uh, he doesn't, but the uh, downstairs uh, desk does. All right. Uh, so you can probably be reached that way. I'll leave a yeah. I'll leave a message with the concierge. Um, Excellent. I will be checking often. All right. If I got any uh, if I got any more questions, uh, any more leads, I'll come back to you. Absolutely. Okay. Um. So you uh, leave unless you've got anything else you want to ask him about. Um. Nothing right now. It seems like we got a lot of leads to go off of. Okay. Um. Out of character. There is the Atkins place. Yeah. That you can go. Um. There is also um, there's the, the there's, uh, there's the Lloyd's of London investigator and also the uh, um, actually there's a question uh, do you do you know uh, uh, Lloyd's of London there the insurance guys yes absolutely yeah. any idea what the what they were looking to what they were what claim they were checking uh, on this man Gerard was uh, highly circumspect and would not answer my questions along that line simply wanted to know as much as I knew about uh, March. My suspicion is that March has some sort of um, overseas uh, accounts or, or, or interests or some sort of financial interests. Uh, beyond that, I, I could not speculate. Very well, then. Uh, see what... Uh... 
Um, and as you're as you're leaving, he he's, he actually says, um, "I would recommend that you the uh, Unifying Word Revival Church has services today. It is Sunday after all. Uh, I would recommend going to observe them. It would be a good starting point." Of course, we're all God-fearing men, after all. Indeed. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you've got Caden Gerard, um, his hotel hotel room at the Hotel De Soto. You got the Atkins place and uh, Unifying Word. Oh, yeah. Also, I guess, uh, what would I? Yeah, what would I? Um, <laughs> would I need to make any investigative stuff to try and get some operating funds up front? Uh, you can make a credit rating uh, check. Credit. Credit rating. Is that a general ability? It's an in, in pers- interpersonal ability. You can use it as a... Um, I have that at two. Yes. You can spend a point or you can just make a check with a DC of four to see if you... Well, aren't interpersonals investigative? Investigative? Yes, but it's Sorry? not... You're not trying to determine a clue. You're trying to use it, leverage it in an effort to get this yeah. man to give you money. Yeah, I'll throw it, see what I can get. Well, wouldn't it be bargain then? Uh, yeah, it could be bargain. Okay. Either way, I'm not throwing any points on it. Okay. Five. Okay, yeah, he, he you know, gives you about, you know, equivalent of, you know, about $50 of, of spending money, you know, enough to get you through a, a couple of days and, mm-hmm. you know, bribe some people. Thank you kindly, and uh, then I'll step on out. Okay. All right. Uh, who would like to go next, since you guys both rolled a three? Uh, oh, man, goes first. Hello. Okay. I'll do it. All right, so let me pull up the Baptist Church. Um. All right, so you. Need to dry anyway. Yeah. All right, so you've driven down um, from North Carolina, and um, and you are uh, you have a meeting with um a pastor, Reverend Phillips, or pastor, motherfucker. Pastor Phillips, um, Theo Phillips, there he is. Pastor Theo Phillips, um, who has uh, contacted um, you are um, you were you were tipped off by a friend of a friend um, that a, a pastor that Pastor Theo was uh, putting out some subtle inquiries into his community and anyone who could help um, looking for help into a delicate matter. Um, I'm so all about delicate matters. Uh, and so you've driven down from North Carolina. Um, and you are, uh, the Prophetic Baptist Assembly serves the black sharecropping community outside of Savannah, uh, and as you, uh, you've gotten directions and, and you know where you're going, and it's pretty much out in the middle of nowhere, um, it's, uh, oh god, uh, and as you pull up, it's, it's, uh, modest in every sense of the word, and, you know, with an actual, um, uh, physical church, and, um, you can enter in, and um, Pastor Theo is easily found. Um, he is bustling around the uh, the church. Um, it's, I'll say it's um, uh, early early morning on Sunday um, before any services are being held. Good, so I'm not interrupting anything. Yep. Uh, Super. So yeah, Pastor Theo is a um, very put together black man. Um, he looks competent and. Uh, in his mid-thirties or so. I will approach him looking as professional as possible. Uh, he looks at you and, um, ma'am, I'm sorry, can I help you? Um, well, yes, I I actually had, uh, someone tell me that perhaps maybe I'm the one who could help you. He raises an eyebrow at you. 
I know I don't really much look it, but I am an excellent journalist from North Carolina, and uh, some people have told me that you would be interested in perhaps someone who could get your story out there. Perhaps someone can help you where the police have not. I see. Uh, he kind of kind of looks at you a, a little bit, and well, I try not to beam with enthusiasm. <laughs> Okay. Um, he he says, "All right. Well, I've I've got a few minutes. Please um, step in, you know, in, into my office over here." Um, so he leads you, you know, uh, to essentially his home, um, and uh, you sit down in his office, um, and he says, "Well, um, I have uh, an extremely extremely delicate matter, and you actually might be perfect for this." Um, Thank you for thinking so, sir. So, what do you know about the death of Dashiell March? I'll confess, not much. Uh, it doesn't really seem to be a story that's really been highly publicized, although I've heard through the grapevine that that's exactly the problem. Yes. Um, hmm. Okay. Um, let me see if... What interpersonal skills do you have? Oh... Uh... <laughs> You just assess honesty at five. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. He and your credit ratings are three. Okay. He goes ahead and just lays it out for you. Um, he looks a little hesitant about doing so, but uh, you get the feeling that it's it's more a matter of uh, you are a white woman than you are a journalist or a woman. If um, I show him a press badge or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, you can take out your reporter's notebook and, and you know, kind of start doing the reportery things and he will open up. Um, and so the way it goes is Pastor Phillips is concerned about a member of his congregation, Alfonso Banks. Uh, and Pastor Theo tells you that uh, Alfonso came banging on, on my door in the middle of the night, the night of the murder a month ago. Uh, Banks was on the porch shaking and covered in blood. I couldn't get many details out of him, but a young man told me that he'd gotten in some trouble with a white girl out by the March place. I told him to get out of town, out of Georgia, if possible, but Banks said no, he refused. He said the girl was in a really bad spot and he was the only one who could help her. Uh, I told Banks to run, essentially. I couldn't help him and really no one could. The white woman can, sorry to say, take care of herself. Uh, but Banks wouldn't be convinced, and he said he had to help her. He couldn't live with himself as a Christian. He begged for money. I gave him what I had, and I haven't seen him since. This is extremely out of character for Alfonso. He's a bit of a wild young man, but he's not a murderer, and he's not a thief. He, um, he, he is known as, uh, Chase said this ridiculous name, Country Large. He's a blues singer out in West Savannah. He plays in the uh, juke joints at night and makes a fair amount of money, apparently. Um, and I've heard rumors that he drives a very specific type of car. He has a Model 24, uh, or a, a Model TT um, uh, that has no uh, truck bed, so it's very distinctive. But I've heard that it's been seen around Savannah. The young man is still here. And the mob in Savannah, and the outlying communities are screaming for justice at this point for March. There's been no no one has solved the murder, there's been no one that's come forward and confessed, and I'm very, very certain that 
they are going to if they find out about him there they will kill him without any evidence and especially if they find him in the presence of whoever this white woman is so you're the only one who knows that he was essentially at the scene of the crime though there really should be no reason that people should suspect him otherwise unless ma'am i not sure that i need to describe the ways in which people can be foolish and angry and unjust suffice to say there will they will need no reason this girl did he tell you anything about her did he describe her did he give he, you a name he very carefully did not i pressed him on it constantly and and uh, tried to get as much out of him as i could but he was very adamant that i not know anything and i see the reason why I'm doing my best to track down Alfonso through my own means, uh, but I can't in any way pursue this rescued white. Um, all I know is that she's assuredly connected to March in some way if if she was in, in trouble at during the night of the murder and, and uh, if if she, had, she was connected to the Marches in some way. Uh, she was assuredly connected to the Unifying Word Church. Um, I, I don't know if she was... A, a worshiper or if she was simply i i don't know uh, i would prefer if she could be located and if she could uh, be exonerated for anything that um, for any connection to the murder or, or any connection to alfonso um, i can't ask you to go into the west savannah slums to look for alfonso but i'm certain that i could be inclined to do so tries not to beam with enthusiasm <laughs> Please be careful. Please do not. Uh, yes, please be careful. Um, and, um, okay. And he says, I have been, as I said, this, this happened a month ago, and I've been as carefully as I can looking into Alfonso and, and attempting to recover him and, and find out what happened. Um, but my urgency has been peaked since uh, two weeks ago, a Englishman came to talk to me, a man named Caden Garad, uh, and he seemed unaccustomed to the divide that exists here in the South, and spoke to me as an equal, uh, and he questioned me constantly on Dashiell March, the unifying word revival, and the shooting. I, I gave him nothing, but he told me that he was working for Rathbone, Rathbone and Wilkes. They're a local uh, law, a law um, part firm. Um, but I, he was very anxious, and he was very, I'm not sure, he seemed scared in some way. Uh, definitely not in any way a, a relaxed insurance investigator. Well, it is a traumatic crime that was committed. Don't, don't get me wrong, yes, but this man seemed driven, zealous. I'm not sure. Um, there might be something to discover at the law firm that he works for. I, if evidence of wrongdoing can be completely proven of some other party, I, it, it might distract the, well, uh, sorry to say, ma'am, the bloodthirsty press here in Savannah, uh, directing a suspicion towards our community and towards poor Alfonso. Well, if anything, I'll look into the matter of Alfonso. Would you possibly be wanting the money he took from you back? No, 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 no. It, it was a gift. Alfonso has more than... Uh, he in no way owes me anything. I simply want to make sure that he is okay and that this woman has no connection to him. I can assure you that I can find these things out. Okay. Please 
I understand that you are a journalist and a, and a writer, and I would very much like to keep my and my church's name out of this. That should be no trouble. Okay. I... Kind of scratches out the names that she does. <laughs> <laughs> I am in your debt, then, ma'am. Oh, think nothing of it. Really, I'm, uh, if I could be a little plain, I'm very excited for a story like this. I, uh, very well. I'm sorry if that sounds morbid, but... We live in morbid times. Agreed. Okay. Alright, so... Yeah, so you've got Alfonso Banks, whoever this white woman is, and he recommends asking around at the church or doing some investigating at the Unifying Word Church. Um, and you also know about Caden Garad, but yep. not much about him. All right. Gonna go down to one of these places where Alfonso is said to be playing and ask where the white women is. So. All right, Demetrius Briggs. Uh, you've been... Uh, your, your your services have been requested at the offices of Rathbone, Rathbone and Wilkes, um, which are housed in a uh, renovated townhouse in downtown Savannah. Uh, it predates the Civil War inside its warm walnut halls. The Depression might as well be occurring on another planet. Uh, servants in full formal dress get the door and serve drinks to the firm's lucrative clients. The hallways reek of cigar smoke and what you're certain might be the smell of money. Um... Columbus Rathbone is, the, Rathbone is the only lawyer not out of town on business, um, and he uh, urgently needs somebody to help with the most lucrative contract in the firm's impressive history. Um, he, you know, invites you to sit down as you walk in and, and is um, put together but harried, um, and uh, he gets right down to it. Uh, Mr. Briggs, I've been uh, subcontracted by the prestigious Lloyds of London dealt with a claims investigation regarding Dashiell March's will. Um, the pastor, God rest his soul, was known to be well-off, but nothing ever suggested he possessed enough wealth to have multiple accounts with the most prestigious banking and insurance operation in the world. Now, I am not the executor of his, his estate, but I have been promised a considerable fee if I can help the Brits resolve the issue, and complications with the previous inquiries made in the last month have caused me to seek some outside help. Your... He pauses for a moment. Acumen at, at, at investigating such estates is, is well known, and you are uh, well thought of, and I have something that might be up your uh, uh, might be up your alley. Have yes, awkward. Pause, so. <laughs> Sorry, that particular pause was very funny to me. Yes, my apologies. I, I blanked on words. Um, now we have his will. I, for legal reasons, I do not have access to it. I don't have access to the complete will and testament, but there is a particular clause, apparently, that is causing concern for Lloyds of London. Now, I can tell you about this, but not before, and this has been drilled into me that, that we need this assurance from, from Lloyds of London, uh, that we need your assurance that you will take the job and be as discreet as possible. This is very, very sensitive information, and the community cannot know about it until we are ready to reveal it, and especially March's family cannot know about it until we reveal it. Do you understand? Of course. All right. Uh, so he, he takes out a, um, you know, a, a couple of documents and, and pages through them, and you know, here it is. Uh, and I'll read this and paste it in. So this is the particular clause that is causing concern for them. Uh, yeah, I'm not even going to try and do accents because I will butcher them. Um, Pretend Demetrius has that kind of southern gentleman talky yes. style. <laughs> um, so it's, 
I, Dashiell Man March, do hereby bequeath my res residuary estate, constituting all property and money held in escrow by the Lloyds of London, under the consolidation of the Unifying Word Revival Church, and the name of Dashiell Man March, to my second wife, Lydia Phil March. In the event my second wife does not survive me, the aforementioned residuary estate will transfer to my first wife, Virginia Gerwillian Maya. In the event my first wife does not survive me, the aforementioned residuary estate will transfer to my third wife. Now, we have record of two wives. We do not have record of this third wife. I see. Um, we have record of a divorce between Virginia Maya and Dashiell March in the state of Missouri dating back to 1918. Um, yeah, there we go. Uh, however, authorities in the region report that Virginia Maya has been missing and presumed dead since a house fire in 1927. Uh, the mere existence of this woman makes the case a delicate matter. A pastor having undergone a secret divorce on its own is a massive scandal. Uh, revealing this would make uh, both Lloyd's and Rathbone Rathbone Wilkes liable to a civil suit that neither of us could hope to win. Uh, Dashiell's marriage to Lydia March is still active and recognized by the state of Georgia. Now, March updated his will a scant three months before his death, and we have no record of a third wife or a and or more importantly we have no re we we do not know why he would give all of one's property to an ex-wife rather to than to his children if there is any illegal activity being carried out via the will this document becomes null and void that would mean the assets held by lords of london which i've been assured are vast revert immediately to the bank and all property held by the church would go through probate in georgia before moving to next of kin now, I would not only be entitled to a percentage fee paid by the state, but wouldn't have a rather large bonus from Lloyd's and their professional gratitude. I don't think that I need to make it any clear that their gratitude is, extends to anyone that uh, helps us uncover such fraudulent activity, and that their professional gratitude is rather prestigious. We will be extremely grateful to anyone that can reveal March's transgressions, while maintaining a discretion and the appearance of working for the family. I nod. I'll see what I can do. I would suggest you start with the Unifying Word Church, Church itself and familiarize yourself with the March family. Um, now, there is also uh, the matter of a paper trail uh, that could be potentially discovered. Uh, the Chatham County Records Office um, will have any deeds held in the family or church's name, and if there is any... Uh, fraudulent activity being uh, hidden by such record tampering, that would probably be the, w the place that uh, would be found. Um, now, Lloyds of London reliance on us is rather new. Uh, they originally paid to send their own investigator to the States and were use using us for an in-house wire service. Um, however, this man, Caden Garrod, has been missing for over a week now. I've been stymied in my attempts to access Garrod's room at the Hotel de Soto. Uh, the man apparently paid for his own accommodations a month in advance out of his own pocket, and the hotel is refusing anyone access until the payment is up. However, if, say, someone were to, I don't know, stumble through the locked room, locked door into his room, um, there's really nothing that I could do to stop it, and I certainly wouldn't care to know about anything discovered within, uh, because we are absolutely solely focused on the results of a successful investigation. I, have his I look number. mildly upset at the implications, but I'm listening. Now, we know that you are absolutely an upstanding member of the community, but this is an interesting matter, 
and one that could be extremely lucrative for all involved. Yes, and I suppose the disappearance of my predecessor is... Concerning and yes. worth looking into. He, uh, give me, um, what, what are your interpersonal abilities? I got assess honesty, bargain, credit rating, and reassurance. Um... If you want to spend a point of reassurance, I will give you some more information. Um, and that you oh, are... Man, it is really early to be spending points of reassurance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've only gotten one. Um, well, all right. I'll, I'll give you this for a zero point spend. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he says that... Uh, now, this is something that I've learned about on my own and, and uh, was not intimated to me by Lloyds of London. But complicating his disappearance are some quiet accusations that he may very well have stolen from his employers. Uh, it was apparently discovered, after his departure, that Garad accessed a, vein, a vault owned by Lloyds in a Swiss bank using false credentials. Uh, it is absolutely uncertain yet what he may have done there, or if anything was taken, but it does cast some suspicion on the man's current vanishing. Hmm. I see. Demetrius begins to realize he, he's gotten into something a little bit deeper than he usually gets into. <laughs> Yep. But he's already agreed to do it. Yep. And he's man of his word. Yep. All right. Um, so, yeah. Um, oh, also, um, before we leave, uh, I am I am concerned about some recent claims in the press that a northerner by the name of Atticus Wombles uh, is in town and claiming to the, be the bastard son of Dashiell March. Uh, this young man has remained... Vague in the press and cagey about hiding his presence in town. Uh, I have attempted to access him, but been rebuffed. Uh, it's possible that his, his claim could be true, especially, and again, I stress the importance of making sure this stays quiet, March's suspicious will. Indeed. Uh, he's changed, the young man has um, changed his location a, a few times, and I'm not sure where he's staying now. Uh, but if you can find him uh, and question him, he could prove to be a valuable resource, uh, especially if um, he is what he claims to be. Um, and he uh, and he provides you with a photo of um, Atticus Wombles pulled from a newspaper clipping service. Um, so you have you know what Atticus Wombles looks like. Excellent. All right. Okay. Um, so that gives you a couple of leads. Mm-hmm. I'll probably go down to the choice. Okay. Because why not? That seems like a best start. Okay. Um, what is everybody else doing? Legs and pepper. <laughs> we need to meet up so we can be pepper legs. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm heading down to the church. My God-fearing man. Okay. And also, uh-huh. it's a good place to investigate the churchman. Yes, the the churchman. I mean, I have I have the rat. I have the eternal judgment of our Lord as a as a pillar of sanity. So it makes <laughs> yes. sense that I go there anyway. Yep. Jimmy two pips. Yeah. Um. And Patricia Calorie, what are you doing? Um. What is the angle you are going to investigate? You know what? I might I might start off with the uh, unifying word church too. Okay. That... Let's just all go to church. It's a Sunday. That's fine by me. Um. Okay. Let me pull up the stuff on the church. As by a whim of narrative convenience, all of the all of the major players go on down to the church. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Um, so it is um, later morning, uh, Sunday, uh, in July in, in Georgia, and it's hot. Um, and you all arrive um, in separating methods of transit and, and uh, at different times. Um, 
at the Unifying Word Revival, which isn't an actual church. Services are held under a gigantic tent set up in a field off by the main road entering Barefoot Crossing. Uh, the pews are moved in by truck. The stage and altar, such as they are, get reassembled every week. Um, there is a massive parking lot and, and with cars and wagons in the area surrounding, uh, and the services are apparently quite popular um, as you all uh, approach and, and, and enter in various, um, you know, in, in various different times. Um, you see immediately that the congregation is entirely white, uh, but a number of local black sharecroppers make extra money setting up the tent uh, and are now sort of hanging around outside smoking and, and off in their own area. Um, um, uh, okay, so as you uh, as you all enter in, um, services are being conducted by a uh, young man in his 30s uh, who bears a striking resemblance to Dashiell March. Uh, and he is, um, you know, giving a sermon, and he very clearly commands the attention of the crowd with the practice he's of a man 20 years his senior. Um, Okay, so people can give, I guess, what do we have for, okay. Uh, the immediate thing that is noticed is that uh, the services uh, are remarkably well behaved. Um, the There are a, lo a lot of children here, um, but they aren't, uh, you know, they're, 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 they don't look bored and they don't look uh, resentful, and they're not fiddling, or no one falls asleep or tries to sneak a funny book into the hymnal. Um, and a lot of these, in a lot of cases, the parents are uh, less attentive than their children. Um, you, you all have any congregation you've ever seen has not been nearly as focused. Um, anybody who's got um, history or let's see, I have history. I have oral history. And law. Uh, history or oral history will both work. Um, for a zero point a spend... Cult. <laughs> cult doesn't work here. Uh, for a zero point spend, um, the attention given to the sermon is, is a bit odd, um, because the sermon itself seems downright archaic, uh, both in terms of vocabulary and in religious doctrine. Um, it's less... Is it all in Latin? No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's Methodist, so it's absolutely, you know, in English and, and given, but it, it, uh, it's academically dense. It makes, uh, no mention of current events. doesn't try to tie it into anything that's happened locally. Um, it has very few, um, modern metaphors as well. And it's almost like it's, it's less a sermon in a modern Methodist church and more a theologic discussion upon the establishment of the Methodist Church. Um, <laughs> Even kids are into it. Apparently. Huh. Um, and it's, you know, uh, especially Demetrius and, and um, uh, who, who would appreciate the uh, the oral history component of it. Um, it. It's certainly beautiful and it has, you know, a lot of, you know, brilliant language to it and it's well delivered and it's well spoken, but it's uh, very archaic. Um, let's see what else you guys notice. Um, the front pews in the church, which are typically reserved for the pastor's family, uh, are quite full. Um, Lydia March, uh, who is immediately recognizable from her photo in the Savannah papers, um, sits on the left-hand pew with her son's wife, grandchildren, and extended family. Uh, and as you look, it seems as if the March clan 
stretches onto the right-hand pew as well, but there are a few faces that don't seem to belong. Um, and uh, the marches are um, blonde and, and um, uh, you know, fair, fair-skinned, and there, but there is a uh, dark-haired woman that corrals a whole group of young girls to sit down, and a couple which who appears to be as old as Lydia, um, and she's in her 50s or so. Um, they fill the rest of the space with their sizable family. Some of the March children seem to be peppered in amongst the right side, mingling with the other families. Um, there's a there's a fair number of uh, you know light haired, light skinned, uh, toe headed youths. Yes, toe headed youths. Um, Aryan poster children. Yeah, in a in a lot of ways. Um, oh God! Spoilers. Oh. Let's see. Um. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, the people of Barefoot Crossing apparently live very hard lives. As you are looking around, you've never seen a. Uh, these are sharecroppers, for certain. But facial scars and eye patches are disconcertingly common. Um, anybody who's got uh, any medicine, uh, any points in medicine, can um, get some information here. Anybody? Anybody? I have some first aid, but no medicine. Yeah. No. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, they seem they seem hard used. Um, you see. So you're saying there's a lot of uh, there's an inordinate amount of facial scarring. Well, not just facial scarring. There's a few amputations in the crowd, uh, and a few children with missing arms and legs. So they're farmers in oh. the 30s. Right, but even that is uh, they. A little bit more so with these guys than usual. Yeah, absolutely. They okay because it, it there's one it's one thing to be hard lived and beaten up and and to have some scars and that kind of thing but uh this community seems unsettlingly prone to disfiguring accidents um uh here's the question yeah anyone in the uh marsh family that have um amputations or or anything along those lines no not in the front pews they seem to be um they're certainly not sharecroppers so yeah that's true (laughs) um they're care croppers. Yeah. Because they care about... Um, let's see. Um, the sermon continues. Um, and who, anybody with a point of uh, streetwise or um, uh, b- 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 oral history or anything like that uh, realizes that the person giving the sermon is um, Dashiell March's son, um, Dashiell March Jr., uh, and he has apparently become the pastor of the church. Um, let's see what else. Um, oh, uh, as the as um, the collection plate is passed around, um, it seems that this community gives uh, an inordinate amount of money. Um, uh, Demetrius, you you put in a dollar, and you felt you know rather good about that about that tithe. But people are emptying pockets, putting in uh, you know a couple of ten dollar bills in the mix. Um, anybody that doesn't empty their wallet uh, as the plate is passed, you get looks of disapproval, uh, and you're not sure how they can afford to tithe so much, uh, and what makes them enthusiastic to do so. It, you know, it's these people give so much. How do they have food? You know, how do they have money to to live? Like it, it's an insane amount of money being donated to this church. Um, and um, and on that note, you all also, you know, each of you sees that there is a. Um, you know, a, a middle-aged, uh, well-dressed man who is, you know, pretty obviously paying attention to everybody. Uh, there is a young woman who is furiously taking notes, and there is a quiet, um, uh, you know, well-built man probably standing in the back um, who is, you know, very obviously eyeing the crowd, and so you all kind of notice each other. 
Um, so what do you do? I don't, because I'm furiously taking notes. Yes. And I'm too busy eyeing the crowd. <laughs> well, I'm noticing things, but I'm not going to talk. That's weird. No. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I mean, I, mean I think for I think for the meantime, like, I mean, is the is the the service over? Like, yeah, it, it seems know, it, it, it seems a tad gauche to walk in and investigate while the while the pastor is still preaching. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, the service winds up and and uh, the plate is passed and then um everybody kind of starts there uh starts gathering in in their groups and 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 talking and you know kind of making their way out of the church. So, uh, what do you guys do? I walk up to March's son and be like, "Hey, you're down to like three wives." <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. Let me look and see where that is. In the... <laughs> uh, uh, no, not not here. I guess <laughs> Caleb didn't think of that one. <laughs> Yo, dude, I know you that. like reading that Bible and all. How are you good with polygamy? Because I know some of them bitches are good with it. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, uh, how, how, uh, Caleb's played enough games with Aaron, how did he not have an Aaron contingency built into this? Seriously. Um. Uh, Alright. He probably didn't realize that every group has an Aaron. Yeah, yeah. Alright, let me see. Um, I think. (laughs) Therefore I am. Yes, uh, I think I will, uh, be pleasant with the ladies in the front pews, and. With Maybe in a roundabout way, try to bring up Alfonso, kind of, but not directly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not really. Just like, yeah. What do you think of that other church? And all the guys around here. Oh, I hear someone's a good blues singer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she's gonna try to be, uh, you know, subtle about it, <laughs> just in ways that I cannot think to. Okay. <laughs> All right, so you're gonna try and make you're gonna make your way up front to try and talk to um, some of the March women. Yes, I mean I'll start it off like beautiful sermon. This is my first time here. Wow. Okay. Um, what are the other two doing? Let's see, I'm still thinking of questions that are not terribly horribly direct about things. Um, okay. So uh, you you can kind of just case the crowd and and try and get an idea of what the gossip that's been going on is. Yeah, I'll I'll see if I I'll I'll talk uh, I'll talk around and uh, see if I can get find out find out what the word is. Um, okay. I know, well, I know I know what the word is. I just heard it, but it, is um, it the bird? No. Bird. I was I was going back to that 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 the the eternal judgment of our Lord, etc. Yes. Um. Okay. Uh. No. I'll um. Uh yeah, I'll I'll kind of I'll kind of case the joint, see if see if there's any uh see if there's any conversations I can I can overhear and maybe uh maybe talk to some people about the uh about the ministry and how they joined the uh uh the revival. Okay. Um and Demetrius. Well, would it make sense for me to to basically just talk to the marches and say I'm from uh, the the law firm and basically, but just play it as I am. Yeah, if you want to just through some technical kinks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's there's you know the investigation has gone on for a month or so. Like you can you can clearly. Um, yeah, because then I'm on some official footing, and I'm not like uh, then I don't have to blab that. Oh yeah, well it's the kinks are the fact that you know three wives. Yeah, yeah, no, no. One for... is probably illegal. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. No. That's that's absolutely. Also, I guess one of his bastards is in town. Jeez, that guy must have been insatiable. <laughs> yeah. Maybe don't uh, accidentally compliment <laughs> Dashiell March's sexual prowess to his bereaved 
widow in church. Yeah, in in his church with his son and daughter and extended family. Yeah. Okay. He must have slept with everything. <laughs> he was very it's like Lord Byron. He put his dick on everything he could. He was young, <laughs> virile. Wait, fertile. is that cow blob? Uh, okay, fertile. Um. All right. Uh. Uh. Legs. Uh. You're kind of casing the joint. Um. There is a lot of gossip that is going around. Um. It's pretty easy to to listen in and kind of insert yourself into you know group conversations as long as you don't look super menacing. Um. Uh. You get a lot of um sort of uh, subtle comments. Uh. You learn that um the family the the march family is not entirely in in the front pews um that there are also members of the lee and the carter family um those the other two up in front yeah the let me uh annabelle lee um was the is the dark-haired woman who was corralling a bunch of toe-headed youths um she is apparently a mother of four um and then lorraine and dave carter are the um, uh, the two uh, the couple that are as old as Lydia, um, and they have a sizable family as well. Um, but they, you kind of get uh, a lot of annoy, a lot of uh, gossip about them. That there's some subtle resentment. They seem to be um, favored of the church of of the March family. Um, uh, you know, there's someone says, you know, that Lee boy was not on the the 10th day duty roster out at the, out at the Atkins farm. Um, you know, and and you know, they, once again, every time they, you know, they they just they get to slide right by right right by the rules, and the rest of us do put in our work, and and but they get they get the benefit, and um, you hear um uh, a lot of. You know, a lot of a lot of whispers, you know, not whispers, but like d- discussion about, you know, oh, wasn't Dashiell Jr. so great up there? He, he takes just after his father. Uh, you know, it's it's such a shame that this investigation has uh, dragged on for so long, but this family has weathered it so well. Um, and uh, you know, I, 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 you know, uh, there's a lot of hateful, unreasoning suspicions that are cast toward the black community and um, everyone sort of resolves to pray that Lydia's troubles are resolved and that um, the Elder March's inheritance goes through. Um, and then you get something interesting. Uh, you hear... <laughs> you get all that one... shit and then we get to some interesting stuff. <laughs> right. You know, that's... It's all very, you know, vague and... and, and um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then you get someone directly who directly says, "Oh, you know what? That Sprat girl and, and her mother are were absolutely not here again, and it's been quite a while. And you know, the, the marches took them in so nicely, uh, you know. It, but <laughs> when another woman is, uh, you know, well, I I certainly don't miss her slutty singing during the hymns, and and you know, she she has a lot to do with the with those Negroes that killed Dashiell, and well, it's it's." It's nice not to have white trash here in our church. Mm. Uh, you know, it's 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 very nice that you know everyone kind of kind of is very okay with the fact that the sprats seem to stay in their the little swamp shack they call a house every Sunday now. Hmm. Interesting. Um, what's all this stuff about the? I guess I'll um, kind of listening to this. Um, I'm. Uh, I'll I'll get in I'll get in with some of the uh, with some of the with uh, with some members of the community as well. Just asking about the asking about the church in general as a um, 
and inter- uh, as uh, as someone interested in joining the congregation, uh, you know, try to get try to find information about the uh, about the church. I've heard things about uh, about its. Um, what are you specifically trying to ask about? Are you trying to ask about like the tithing or? Like... Um, yeah, about the about the tithing and the and duty rosters down at the Atkins farm. Okay. Yeah. Um, it um, sounds there, like it's yeah. Uh, yeah, you 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 get a few um you know a few people respond you know are, are absolutely very happy to you know to welcome you into the into the church and and you know when you say oh I'm you know I'm looking to join the congregation you you know you you've gotten a few sidelong glances like you know what is this person doing here but once that's kind of declared you are absolutely welcomed. Um, and it turns out that the tithing and whatever the the duty roster are apparently connected. Um, one, a couple of attendees um, that, that you talk to um, say that the church uh, tries its best to take care of everyone. Uh, you know, they, they give back because the church does such good work to make sure that we are all you know well fed and well taken care of, and that Barefoot Crossing survives these hard times. Um, what's the you, um, accepting the disfigurements? What's the state of these people? Like, are they are they emaciated and uh, no, 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 quite healthy, uh, healthy and happy. Besides, beside, aside from the you know, you know, even considering the rough existence of a sharecropper, like they are they're they're well to do as much as they can be for farmers in the 30s. Yeah, uh, yeah. and you ask about the um, the, the Atkins farm. Um, and it, it turns out that the Marches use their land on the Atkins farm uh, to operate a communal farm to which everyone in the congregation contributes labor at least one day a week. Uh, in return, the church takes care of the whole community's food needs. Marches themselves donate any other money or services required by needy members. Uh, when you express interest in joining, um, pretty much each person that you tell that says, oh, you should absolutely go to, uh, you know, go to go to the farm and, and go sign up for a shift, and put in your work, and then you get absolutely your what what you deserve returned out of it. Well, it sounds like a pretty sweet deal. I'll, uh, I'll... The marches do their best to take care of us. Yes, it sounds sounds very much like that. Strong pillar of the community. Indeed. Some kind of uh, winning smile. I don't. <laughs> You kind of try for a winning smile, and you get, you know, va- vaguely menacing but approachable. <laughs> I get, I get, I get a, a badass with a heart of gold. Exactly. Um... Maybe minus the badass and the heart of gold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's left. But... Let's see. Oh. Um, okay, uh, so Demetrius and um, Miss. Calorie, you are uh, approaching the um, the uh, the March family. Um, who's going to talk to who? There is um, there's Lydia March, who is absolutely the matriarch of the family. Um, there are some younger women um, that appear to be um, you know there's like a there's a 20 year old daughter um, and then um, some some younger women. Then there is um, Annabelle Lee and um, Lorraine Carter. Um, if you want to talk to you, Amanda, you mentioned that you were going to talk to the ladies of the March clan. Yes, probably the younger ladies. So I can just sort of come off as a new churchgoer who's excited to be here and then possibly learn any gossip once I've gained their trust. Okay. Um, I like that. That's the, I think that's the tactic that we're all adopting for this. <laughs> oh, what a wonderful church. Tell me all the dirt. Tell me everything you know. I need to know. Who's fucking? I need to know about the reverse. <laughs> Where is the bomb? We're running out of time. Yeah, that's, that is exactly how a church works. Okay. You just sit by the lady. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. Uh, but yeah, younger women. Yeah, the the younger daughter, the twenty year old daughter, is Jeanette March, um, and uh, you can kind of approach her. Um, she is, um, you know, sort of she's you know talking to a couple of members of the community, and uh, you can sort of ingratiate yourself into their um, into their group and and nod along, and then you know catch her, take her aside if you want. Um. So, what do you say? Um, lovely sermon. I really unlike anything I've ever heard before. Wow. Uh, okay. She turns to look at you. Um, and you catch her eye as she as she turns and she smiles. But give me a stability check. Oh, all right. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> um, stability check is it's D six. Your DC is always going to be four. Uh, you can risk points of stability to gain bonus to the roll if you want. Um, single d6. Yep, just single d6. Five. Okay. Uh, yeah, you you don't lose anything, but um, you the her eyes are the best way you can describe it is deep. You covered a uh, a fire um, in in um, a town in, in North Carolina one time, um, and you had to investigate some of the people that uh, survived and. They had sort of the same uh, gaze, as in they she stares right through you, right through your eyes, right through your brain, right through your head, as if she's looking at you, but it's like you're not there. But she smiles and says, oh, thank you. I'll, I'll have to tell my brother that you said such nice things. I, I'm Jeanette March. I don't, I don't think I know you. Um, and for a second, it's like you and she are the only ones in the room. And then it passes, and you you absolutely you kind of shake it off. It's absolutely silly, but it happened. Uh, I shake her hand. They give me you curtsy. Like <laughs> <laughs> this is not the 1830s. Uh, no, yes, that's um, that was your brother up there. Wow. Uh, Indeed, that was that was Dashiell Jr. Uh, he takes after our father quite well. Um, oh, I I heard the unfortunate news. Um, Yes. But it seems like everything's going very splendidly, all things considered. Um, absolutely, absolutely. We we strive to maintain a, a, a strong face and, and, and keep strong for the community in, in these hard times. Uh, was, was there something I could help you with, Miss... Oh, uh, Callery. Patricia Callery. Friends call me Pepper. It's lovely to I... meet you, Pepper. Wonderful to meet you, too, uh, Lorraine. Or Janet. Lorraine is her over there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I, see, really. I see that I, I, I take it you're new here? Quite new. Really just sort of came in today. Are you looking to join our con- our, uh, our um, <clears throat> excuse me, looking to join our uh, congregation? Uh, you know, I was really just sort of feeling it out to start with. I, I don't suppose... Oh, you should absolutely come meet my mother. She can absolutely talk you into joining, and, and she is wonderful and amazing and you absolutely need to meet her and she kind of takes your arm and oh. drags you over to uh not not drags you but very purposefully carries you over uh to lydia all right uh so uh demetrius you are you going to approach lydia march um well i was thinking preacher but oh yeah that's fine if you want to talk to dashel jr well do i know that's who that is that's the question uh if yeah, i only you... recognize lydia then i'd see her uh, no, I mean, all of March's family is in was in the newspaper, and you kind of got... Actually, no, Lydia would be next to Kim, so I would talk to her first. Yep, she's also well, mentioned in the will. Yes. Okay, so yeah, you can you can walk up to her, um, and uh, how, how do you approach her? 
Uh, I will yeah, just walk up, take my hat off. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, she looks up at you, and uh, again, she meets your eye and stability check. Oh, God, all of them. Oh, oh, I got a five. Damn it. Look like you've been to hell and back. Okay. Um, it, you've, you've not really come into contact with anybody that's, you know, been traumatized or been a victim of, you know, some horrific experience, but you look into her and she meets your eyes and it's... Well, I might, because I do have like six points of psychoanalysis. Okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah, in, <laughs> in that case, you, you absolutely have seen this look before and it's the look of someone that has been mired in their own head for so long and has been a victim of you know depression or anxiety or, or something along those lines something that has forced them to turn inwards but she looks at you and she looks through you and it's as if you don't exist and it's this it's as if she's filled with a deep deep dull pain i'll politely try to ignore that for now uh, but as you as you walk up she um she she beams at you um and and says oh it's lovely to meet you i'm lydia march uh, and uh welcome to our briggs. congregation mr briggs i actually uh am familiar with your work um you are an antiquities dealer out of um savannah is that correct uh well yes uh dashel actually mentioned you uh, a fair few times we were he he was he was a uh, uh, admirer of your work from afar. We we it's so hard for us to to get out of uh, to get downtown sometimes and and to leave the children and and that sort of thing. We kept meaning to come and 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 talk and perhaps uh, purchase a, uh, a a a piece. We have Dashiell was a, a fiend for art and and uh, for such antiquities. Uh, it's such a shame that we couldn't come see you before his passing. Indeed, I would have liked to have met him. Um, is there something I can do for you, Mr. Briggs? Uh, yes, actually, I'm here on behalf of something Rothbone. Rathbone, Rathbone, Rathbone and Wilkes. Rathbone, Rathbone and Wilkes, um, re- regarding uh, your late husband's uh, will and your inheritance. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I'm I'm so happy that uh, the investigation is finally picking up. Um, anything I can possibly do to help you? Uh, please, don't hesitate to ask. I, any... Thank you for your service in this investigation. It's been such a, a struggle getting this moving. Yeah, so I've heard. Uh, mostly I think I'll just have uh, be asking a few questions, and if it's possible, um, if I could see your husband's uh, study at some point. Oh, certainly, absolutely. You know, work. we are uh, prone uh, to... Well, we we host wonderful Sunday dinners at, uh, uh, every weekend, and if you would absolutely like to, uh, I we would very much welcome your presence at our dinner table, uh, and we can I can show you whatever you need to, but you absolutely should meet the rest of the family and and uh, come <laughs> and and come partake. Um, and you know, actually, she she turns and says, um, "Oh, Jeanette! Oh, here you are." Um, and Jeanette March and a young woman um, uh, who does not appear to be from around here uh, on Jeanette's March. Jeanette March's arm uh, comes up and she uh, she says, oh, Jeanette, uh, this is D- Demetrius Briggs. Um, and she turns to look at you, uh, uh, Demetrius, and says, oh, well, Jeanette's been traveling in, in France for uh, a few months and has just returned and she gets so jealous of of her sisters who have gentlemen callers, and she's had no 
no chance for for dating or, or anything along those lines and she would you know wouldn't you please accompany her to our sunday dinner as uh just be the perfect gentleman caller nothing untoward <laughs> I, I promise you the fact that she's added that makes me concerned uh and Je- jeanette looks at you and and she she smiles hello it's lovely to meet you it is a pleasure, and I, since I'm a southern gentleman, I'll probably take her hand. And oh, okay. Thing. Yeah, she she smiles very nicely at you, um, but you catch a glimpse of her eyes, and there something's off. Oh yeah, no, I know. I'm worried. I am deeply unsettled. <laughs> but the um, point the point of civilization is to, despite the fact that you are constantly deeply unsettled, is to make the appearance that everything is okay. It's that's tr- what makes society work. It is true. Um, and so on, on that note, uh, Lydia March turns to you, Pepper. Says, oh, uh, and I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't uh, believe I know you. I'm Lydia March. I'm, uh, I'm Dashiell March's widow. Uh, it's, it, are, are you a newcomer to our congregation? Uh, yes. Uh, Patricia Callery, wonderful to meet you. Uh, absolutely wonderful to meet you. Um, Jeanette, or, or have you made a new friend? And Jeanette kind of smiles and says, "Yes, absolutely. She's she's a newcomer, and uh, she she's quite nice, mother." Oh, thank you. Uh, well, I was just uh, complimenting the beautiful service and uh, the atmosphere of the church, and perhaps thinking about joining the congregation. Though it, I will admit, it is my first church experience being here. I just arrived today. I don't suppose there are any other churches in the area. Oh no, none. Uh, and Jeanette kind of laughs. None of any any consequence. We are, uh, we, we, our our congregation is, is is the largest in in the area. We do we do such good work for the community that no one else uh, bothers. Um, <laughs> um, I think Sam's hosting. Oh no! Did the call break up? Yeah, it yeah, broke up in the yeah. most amazing Shit. way too. It's it's bad. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. <laughs> They're all robots. It's disintegrated. 